message after the tone. Good sir, you're probably wondering why I'm calling you today. <laughs> well, as you may know, things over at the Fight Club aren't exactly going the way you would like, and I feel like that's just not fair. However, I have a proposition for you. Have your people call my people. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the BGM Fight Club. So, a few top of the show notes. Um, Rambo, Melina, and Rain have been announced for Mortal Kombat 11's next Combat Pack 2, which comes out November 17th. Um, I'm greatly excited for this, because I'm sorry, unlike Minecraft Steve, this is a surprise guest character, even though it was rumored, that I can actually get behind. So, with that being said, I mean, I know everyone already knows how I feel about Minecraft Steve. Uh, just no. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, again, it's great, you know, because it's a way to bridge that gap between kids that don't play Super Smash Brothers with their, you know, and their parents that do play it. So, uh, that being said, um, this episode's coming out a few days later. Uh, like, I'm doing this into Monday. I took off work today. Um, not only to do the episode, but also just to take some time to myself. I've got some personal stuff going on. I had a guest up this weekend, and um, so I was a little busy, you know. Uh, we went, we hung out, had a few uh, laughs. It was a great weekend overall. Um, haven't been able to have fun like that in a while, uh, mainly due to COVID. So with that being said, so today's match, what's it about? So Utopia Nemo, our current VGM Fight Club champion, has defeated Kung Fu Carlito in the Capcom cage fight. So now his next opponent is none other than the one and only Bedrock of a very good music VGM podcast. Okay, or I think it's VGM, a very good music podcast. Okay, either way, uh, I got the name completely wrong. Him, it's a podcast that him and his son Shukapal do. Uh, he stepped up to the plate to challenge Utopia Nemo as next in line. So I gave both competitors a theme, which is the Sega Street Fight. Now, the rules of this were as followed. Uh, any tracks from any games had to have the Sega label on it, had to originally appeared on a Sega Master System, Genesis, Dreamcast, Saturn, Game Gear, etc. Arcade games were allowed as long as it had, again, the Sega symbol on it, and was produced and made by Sega, I think what was the other word, produced and, I forget what, how exactly it worked, but basically it has to have Sega involved in it in some shape or form. That, and it also had to only have appeared on a Sega system. Like, case in point, I think Techromancer only appeared on Dreamcast. I think there was an arcade of it, but since it appeared on the Dreamcast port, they would have been able to use tracks from it. Oddly enough, a lot of the tracks that they use are um, quite different. And it's funny because at least one or two tracks I had to look up to make sure that they were involved with Sega. And sure enough, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this has the Sega logo on it, so it counts. So, with that being said, I will now announce our contestants. Hailing in the red corner, hailing from Portland, Oregon, a man of many people in the BGM podcast community knows about, a very good fan and an alumni of the VGM Jukebox, your current reigning 
and defending VGM Fight Club champion, Utopia Nemo. In the blue corner, hailing all the way from Dallas, Texas, I think, or just Texas in general, he is one half of the VGM A Very Good Music Podcast host, the challenger, Bedrock. Now, I have flipped the coin in order to decide who will, you know, go first. Heads being Utopia Nemo, tails being Bedrock. Utopia Nemo won the coin toss, so he shall, each of his tracks will play first each round. Now, his very first track is from the game Outrun. The track is called Magical Shower. Or, wait, hold on, let me get that right. Magical Sound Shower. It was composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Now, both men have provided audio testimonials for their tracks, so I will play each one after the tracks. I believe that's how they wanted them to be played, so here we go. Okay, slight correction. Utopia Nemo's um, audio testimonials will play before the track, so here's his first testimonial. This is Utopia Nemo, a.k.a. Nathan Daniels. Getting to participate in a Sega Fight Club is both a blessing and a curse to me. It's a blessing because I am a hardcore Sega nerd. I convinced my dad to get my brother and I a Master System instead of an NES. I saved up every penny for nine months to buy a Genesis. When I worked at Babbage's in 1995, I pushed Saturns on poor consumers over the PlayStation until my managers told me to knock it off. I wrote an article and drew pictures that appeared in a Japanese Sega-focused fanzine that came out earlier this year. So to be doing Sega during the height of their 60-year anniversary celebration is beyond exciting. But it's also a curse. Because I have so much history with Sega, I can't just pick the dopest tracks. I have to put my history into this podcast. And I know that no matter how good these five tracks are, there are hundreds if not thousands of equally worthy tracks that I'm leaving behind. So here I am, trying to strike a happy balance between hardcore Sega goodness and personal nostalgia. Here goes. My first pick is by one of the greatest game composers, Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Kawaguchi composed and programmed some of the greatest, most memorable arcade compositions of the 80s, as well as some stellar Mega Drive soundtracks. I listened to a ton of remixes for my first selection, but I couldn't find any that legitimately improved on it. So without further blathering, here's Magical Sound Shower from OutRun.
Magical Sound Shower from the game Outrun. Again, composed by... I just had it up here. Shame on me. Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Now, I have played Outrun a few times on various systems. I've never played the arcade cabinet, but uh, it definitely has been cited as one of the most influential racers of its time. Its music is great. Like, honestly, <laughs> I find it funny. The name, Magical Sound Shower. Like, it sounds like something from the Miami Sound Machine. So, in the same token, it's like, oh, okay. So, it, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely different. It's definitely um, a. It fits a certain sound, and Magical Sound Shower, honestly, I think it's the best title for this track. Um, it's also pretty long. I was like. And the weird thing is, I don't think it actually loops, because I'm sitting here looking at, like, the sound waves on it. I'm like, okay, I can see the patterns, but it's not like the pattern repeats over and over and over again. So, definitely a good track. So, here we go with Utopia Nemo coming out very chill in a sense, you know, but a little poppy, you know, trying to get the scene going in this street fight, but now, oh, wait, what's Bedroth got? It looks like Bedroth has also chosen a track from Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Seems the track's called Battlefield from Space Harrier, and this is their arcade version. So let's go ahead and give that a check out, and then we'll play Bedroth's audio testimonial. What is up, all my VGM fight clubbers? Thank you to the commish, Mr. Last Weekend, for welcoming me onto the show. Utopia Nemo, happy to be here. Happy to be the one to unseat you and beat you at your own Sega game. Uh, no, legit though, this was a tough but super fun challenge for me. I had a Sega Genesis growing up, and I also had a Game Gear, although I maybe played it for a total of an hour. <laughs> oh man, that thing was a brick. But yeah, so my breadth of Sega music knowledge is not super wide, um, and I didn't want everything to be from Sonic 3, so I did some research, and I have a different track tonight from pretty much every era of Sega music. And I'm going to start things out with Battlefield from Space Harrier. This, the version from the arcade, which came out in 1985. This was composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Space Harrier is one of those games that almost everybody has heard of. I don't know many people that actually know a whole lot about the game itself. It's super weird, y'all. It's, uh, <laughs> I actually always thought it was like a scrolling shooter, but no, it's a rail shooter, and you fight some really weird, weird things in this game. Uh, the music, though, music is super great, and I listened to the whole soundtrack before I finally settled on this one. I love the groovy jam drums sound great, the lead guitar is just fantastic, and it sounds just as 80s as the cover art to this game looks. This, like, 80s-era psychedelic trip, and, uh, just, let's just listen to it. Round one, here we go.
Okay, so that was Battlefield from Space Harrier, composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi, and it appears that you, and Bedroth also would like his tracks to be, well, his audio testimonies played before his tracks. So, what's up with this game? Uh, this is a game that, honestly, I have never played. Um, it definitely looks up my alley. I mean, like he said in his testimonial, a lot of enemies are weird. Like, I was looking at screenshots, uh, <laughs> if I'm correct. Uh, at one point, you fight a one-eyed woolly mammoth. That's crazy. So, it looks like both gentlemen started off with arcade Sega games. So, the question is, what's next? I'll tell you what's next. Utopia Nemo's second track. Overclocked remix for Streets of Rage 2 is called Above Reason. And it looks like well, let me get all the information correct. Alright, so it's called it's uh the track is called Above Reason and it's the OC remix by and originally composed by Yuzo Koshiro and Motohiro Kawashima, but the remix is done by someone named Underlodgenik. Also, let's see, by Tefnik and Zerkon. So, let's hear his testimonial, and he probably has more information than I do, so let's get into that. For round two, let's talk Streets of Rage. I'd been a fan of Yuzo Koshiro since Revenge of Shinobi, and when I read in EGM that he would be composing Streets of Rage, I knew I had to have it. I bought it on the day it arrived in stores, took it home, and proceeded to have my mind blown by the incredible tunes. Eventually, I realized the first game itself was only so-so, but the music was never short of fantastic. Streets of Rage 2 improved on the original in every way. My second track is a remix of Under Logic from Streets of Rage 2, composed by Yuzo Koshiro and Motohiro Kawashima. The remix is titled Above Reason, and it's by Tefnek and Zircon.
I know I said this was a Sega Street fight, but dear lord, Utopia Nemo. Oh man, he. I just find it incredible. First round, you know, he's all poppy and 80s, you know, we're in the club. Next round, alright, now we're going down the street, throwing hands. We got the chains out, we got steel pipes, kicking over trash cans, eating turkeys and apples, getting health back. Um, I can personally attest, Streets of Rage 2 is probably one of my favorite beat-em-ups of all time. I would say the greatest beat-em-up of all time. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Final Fight, look, Streets of Rage 2. Okay, I was a second kid too. Like, that's why I enjoyed his testimony about how he saved up money for us. We got Sega Genesis for Christmas. And it came with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Remember, me and my brother David playing this game for hours on end. And then, um, somewhere along the line, we got a hold of Streets of Rage 2. I forget how. I think we borrowed it from a friend. Or we were able to obtain it by our own means. Either way. And I remember just playing that game for hours. I remember at one point I went back and actually got a hold of a copy of Streets of Rage 1. I actually have all four for my Xbox One, but I remember just playing this game for hours. Like, I still play Streets of Rage 4 on my Switch from time to time. So, like, yeah, Streets of Rage definitely a game that, honestly, I have a lot of history with, and my family has a lot of history with. So I know pretty soon, uh, within the next month or so, I'll probably, I'm going to try to start playing this particular game with my sons. But that being said... On to Bedrock's second track, which is... So it looks like Bedrock chose a track from a Game Gear game. And I believe this is the Sonic the Hedgehog for the Game Gear. Um, I'll be honest, I have never played this game. I've never played... I, the only Game Gear game I think I ever played was a Shinobi game. I have to... I'm going to have to look that up, because I forget. I'm pretty sure it was a Shinobi game. But that being said, uh, let's go ahead and let's do his testimonial and see what, you know, Bedrock has to say. All right, my second song of the evening is from Bridge Zone, from the first Sonic the Hedgehog game. This, the Game Gear and Master System version, which came out in 1991. One of the things I love about this version of Sonic is that it was composed by Yuzo Koshiro, one of my favorite all-time composers. And I couldn't have a Sega episode without bringing a little Koshiro to the table. Another thing I love about this particular rendition is that this version of Bridge Zone is reimagined by the Sonic Mania composer T. Lopes. Pretty sure it's Lopes and not Lopez. And man, this gentleman can rock an acoustic guitar. And then the song gets into this little chill, synthy goodness. And for my round two, Bridge Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog, reimagined by T-Lopes.
Okay, so I'm just not looking at this. These two guys think they slick. So, first round, they both chose a track from Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Second round, they both chose remixes where the original composer on the track was Yuzo Koshiro. What are you two doing? Y'all think y'all slick. I see what's going on here. Either way, um, again, I have never played Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Gear. Yeah, so, uh, I think in terms of Game Gear games, I only played two Game Gear games. Um, I believe one was a ninja-like game, but I just looked it up. It wasn't Ninja Gaiden, nor Shinobi. I know the first level had you in the forest, and you fought against this... I forget what it was. I never could figure out the name of that. I'll have to do some research. Uh, the only other Game Gear game I ever played was Tailspin. I never owned a Game Gear. Um, one of the neighbors, when I was a kid, had one. Or at least the, um, the oldest son did. And, you know, sometimes he does play the game, so that was a thing. Um, outside that, but yeah, both these guys, <laughs> both rounds, they're both playing trash from the same composer, so I have to wonder what does round three have for us. So, Utopia Nemo has chosen a track from the game Frazog's Way, No Time to Lose. Uh, I know a little bit about this game. I recently saw some gameplay footage. It's basically an RTS. I actually do like RTSs, oddly enough. But I've never played this one. Uh, I might add it to my Super Nintendo Classic, which I have modded. Well, I hacked it, so. Uh, but we'll go ahead and listen to this testimonial. I, I'm, you know, it's funny. So I chose this topic, the Sega Street Fight, and at least most of the games they've chosen so far are games I have not played. And I thought, like, I was truly a big Sega fan, but I'm beginning to find this is not the fact. <laughs> so here we go with Utopia Nemo's testimonial. My round three pick is from Herzog's Way. The soundtrack to this game is one of my very favorites. For those of you familiar with pixelated audio, I was a guest on PA episode 60 to talk about this game. It's a prototypical RTS and recently received an M2 port for the Switch. This is another old school track that needs no remix. The track is No Time to Lose from Herzog's Way, composed by the inimitable Tomomi Otani.
was a pretty, uh, I should say, rockin' track. Um, definitely, it was nice. It was a nice track. I can't say much about the game itself, like I said. All I know is that the main premise of this game is an RTS, uh, and you control units that, some of them are jets that can transform into mechs, and you're trying to take down your enemy base. Um, I believe it's a grid-like uh, map, so to say. Um, definitely go check it out. I believe it was one of the few RTSs to be ported to a 16-bit console at that, or just made for a 16-bit console in general. Um, I think the only other one I could think of is Metal Marines for the Super Nintendo. Uh, outside of that, pretty nice track. I think it was great. Uh, question is, what does Utopia Nemo I mean, not Utopia Nemo. That was Utopia Nemo's third track. So now we go to Bedroff's third track. And for my next track, I have to give a shout out to Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy because I might have never listened to this track if he had not recommended it to me. The sound of this is so Ed, and it's also such a departure from what we just heard. This is some good, gritty Genesis sound that would not have sounded could not have sounded nearly as good on any other piece of hardware. When I asked a few of my podcaster friends a while back to tell me what one of their favorite VGM songs was, of course a lot of them hesitated because that's a really hard question. With Ed, there was no hesitation, even though this is not a Tim Fallon soundtrack. From Contra Hardcore, this is Jurassic Dope, composed by Hiroshi Kobayashi, and released on the Genesis in 1994. Just try to stay still with this bass line driving your pulse along.
oddly enough, Contra Hard Corpse is a game that I have a lot, I repeat, a lot of um, fond memories of. Uh, me and my brother David played it a whole lot when we had our Sega Genesis. Um, this is during a time in which we were basically homeless. We were living in what is called a mission. Uh, and one thing we had at the time was our Sega Genesis and a bunch of uh, Sega Genesis games. Um, mind you, this is out during the time after like PlayStation 2s were already out and whatnot. So, yeah, we... Uh, bit of a rough life, but th that's not the point. The point here is the music, okay? Uh, again, Contra Hard Corps. Great track. I mean, so both gentlemen brought tracks that were pretty rocking and pretty um not really hard but definitely gives off that Sega Genesis 16-bit sound so that being said on to our fourth round which you give me a moment it looks like Utopia Nemo has chosen a track from Shinobi for the PlayStation 2 uh, I actually have this game I just haven't played it yet it's sitting on my you know um table in the room next to my PS2. So let's go ahead and hear what Mr. Nemo, our current reigning champion, has to say about this track. For round four, I went the way of the ninja with Shinobi. The music of the series has always merged east and west, much like Sega itself. I played the arcade original at our local 7-Eleven back in 1987. The Super Shinobi, aka Revenge of Shinobi, was the game that made me determined to buy a Sega Genesis. I played Shadow Dancer in the local Aladdin's Castle in late 1989. But for this pick, I'm selecting a track from a Shinobi game I've never played. My next pick is Transfiguration, from Shinobi for the PlayStation 2. It was composed by Yasuhiro Kawakami, Teruhiko Nakagawa, Tatsuyuki Maeda, Fumie Kumitani, Yutaka Minobe, and Masaru Setsumaru.
You want to talk about like a really chill track. I mean, that is, wow, definitely a real chill track. Um, again, um, let's see, hold that thought real quick. I apologize for that. Somebody was at my front door. Um, yeah, like real chill track. I, again, like I have this game and I haven't played it. So I have heard that it is notoriously difficult. I actually have a strategy guide for it, oddly enough. Um, but yeah, like. I gotta say, the dynamics of the tracks that these two have chosen are very unique. Although, I will say this, it seems like Nemo's going for more of a party-type vibe, but also a, like, his tracks are very, like, I can see it being played at, like, a party, just something really mellow and chilled out, but also it keeps the, you know, keeps the party going, keeps it alive. So, how will Bedroth answer in this fourth round? Let's find out. Finding my Sega Saturn tune was probably the hardest thing, because the Saturn has some really, really fantastic music, but I wanted to bring something that was really next-level stuff. And I found it in, well, I don't know if it's really a surprising place, because the, the racing music on this generation of consoles was really some of the best there was. Kind of like with... Space Harrier, I listened to this entire soundtrack before I finally settled on the song I'm bringing to the table. Composed by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Released for the arcade in 1994 and the Saturn in 1995. The Saturn version is what I will be presenting tonight. From Sega Rally Championship 1995. This is Getting Muddy.
Oh man, that was a seriously rocking track. Um, oddly enough, I I've never like I have my Sega Saturn. I don't have this game for it. Uh, the only games I have for my Sega Saturn are Cyberbots, WWF WrestleMania the arcade game, uh, Darkstalkers two, and I think wait oh yeah and um. X-Men versus, or is it Marvel versus Street Fighter? I think it's X-Men versus Street Fighter. Might be Marvel versus Street Fighter. I'll have to check, but, um, yeah, it's Marvel versus Street Fighter. Um, don't have many games for my Sega Saturn, but yeah, oh, wow, just, ooh, that was a rocking track. Um, I know Sega's known for some racing games. I haven't played many. Um, it's just one of them things, I guess, but, uh, I don't know, I might have to see if I can find this and add this to my collection. So, alright, now, we're moving on to the final round of match. So, with that being said, sir, our champion has picked a track from a game that I have, I've played before, that honestly, I feel like I need to get another, I, I need to get a hold of this again, at least for the GameCube. Um, I never played it when it was on the Dreamcast, but then again, I have a Dreamcast now, so maybe I should just get it for the Dreamcast. Um, it's a track from the game. Skies of Arcadia. So let's see what the champ has to say. My round five pick is from Skies of Arcadia. Skies may have been the last Dreamcast game I purchased before they killed the system. I really enjoyed the exploration of the game, but the battles felt so long, and I never really got farther than the first boss. That said, the soundtrack was very well done. My round five pick is a remix of Ramirez's theme composed by Yutaka Minobe and Tatsuyuki Maeda. This track is called Work in Progress Version 2 Remix by Joe Jonker.
honestly, to me, that sounds like something straight out of Tron Evolution. This, wow. Um, to give context on the game, Skies of Arcadia is a JRPG where basically you play a group of sky pirates. Uh, I'm a little shocked to hear that Utopia and Evil never got past the first boss. I got all the way to, uh, I forget where it was. It was in an area where I think it was called the, it was like a jungle-like area. You had to find like a certain location within the area. Oh man, it's it's been so long since I've played the game. Years even. Uh, I really need to get a hold of it again. It was a great game, honestly. Uh, one of my favorite attacks from the game is from the main character who has an attack called Rain of Grenades. And he kind of just shoots his, uh, he has a kind of bayonet slash cutlass. Uh, and he shoots it in the air and like it rains down grenades. And it's funny because when I would be playing Halo, I would just throw grenades from the air into, like I would throw grenades in the air and be like, rain of grenades. Oh, such great times. So, with that being said, let's head over to Bedroff's fifth track for his, his final round track and see what he has to say and what he's brought to the fight. And for my Dreamcast pick, uh, I really didn't have to hunt around for this one at all. I wanted to bring something that was different than anything else I had brought tonight, and I'm taking a little bit of a gamble because not everybody else in the VGM podcast community is as big a fan of, of orchestral music as I am, or of the big cinematic flares. And that is exactly what this next track is. This game was also largely composed by Yuzo Gashiro, although this particular track was actually composed by Toshiyuki Watanabe. This is the orchestral version from the official orchestral soundtrack, released for Shinmu 2. The game came out on the Dreamcast in 2001, and I will be playing for you The Morning Fog's Wave. Uh, this was used in a particularly poignant cutscene of the game, and I love it because it pairs this like huge epic Western cinematic style with Eastern sensibilities. You start out with like the brass and the woodwinds that you might hear in like a in a John Williams or Howard Shore or Hans Zimmer score, and then you lead into the first melody performed on the yanqin, a traditional Chinese stringed instrument. Then there's another melody on the erhu, and the instrumentation, the composition, I mean, yeah, maybe it's a little bit cheesy, but it's really, really fantastic stuff. So once again, from Shinmu 2, on the Dreamcast, this is The Morning Fog's Wave.
Bed broth. Man, I gotta tell you. I'm so chilled out right now. That is some music you play to go to sleep to. And I get what he's saying. Like, a lot of people are not into cinematic music. I... I like all types of different music. This is something I definitely will listen to to chill out and relax to. Like, to me... I love cinematic music because it's like if you close your eyes and you just listen to the song, you can kind of paint the story itself. Like to me, I mind you, I've never played any of the Shen moves. I have them all. I have access to all of them at least, but I've never played any of them. But I close my eyes and listen to the song, and I think to myself that the hero has finally won the battle. However, he did not get the girl. So he walks off into the sunset knowing that he has fulfilled his duty and saved his land. But he will never hold his true love in his arms. So he walks this lonely path, the path of a warrior. So either way, I think it was a great track. I think both their last tracks were great, especially the dynamic between both the tracks are vastly different. So, with that being said, we come down to the part of the show that I like to call Sudden Death. Sudden Death! Now, the whole purpose of the part of the show called Sudden... The whole purpose of this part of the show called Sudden Death is for in the off chance that we come down to a tie. Both contestants are allowed one last track to throw in to break that tie. And how it works basically is I post up the first five songs at the beginning of the week well after the episode has been posted okay once all five of those songs have been voted on if the votes come out equal then i post the sudden death tracks and then basically it's up to whoever whoever gets the most votes on those tracks wins the match so both gentlemen have also submitted audio testimonials for the sudden death tracks so i have not listened to either one of these tracks so we're all in for a treat so Let's go ahead with Utopia Nemo, then we'll play his track, and then we'll go from there. My sudden death pick is from Gunstar Heroes, one of my favorite Genesis games. It's a remix of Stage 4 composed by Norio Hanzawa. The remix is called Square Zero, and it's by Aino Keskitalo from the Be Aggressive Gunstar Heroes tribute album, which is available for free on OC Remix. Aino also known as Evil Taco, is a cool dude who pops up on the pixelated audio discord every now and again. I picked this track because my oldest son, who's the same age as Shoot Kapow, was practically begging me to select it. I highly recommend playing Gunstar Heroes and also downloading this tribute album. You won't be disappointed.
So for anyone that may be wondering, I love Gunstar Heroes. I love that game to death. Um, again, like I said, me and my brothers, we had a Sega Genesis. And one of the games that we had was Gunstar Heroes. I remember me and my brother David playing the ever-living life out of that game. Oh, man. I remember when it first came out on the... Um, you can buy it at one point in time for the Xbox 360 Xbox Live Arcade. And I played through it all over again recently because there was a sequel. I didn't know it was a sequel. That was released for the Game Boy Advance. I thought it was just a port of the original, so I didn't see the point in getting it. It wasn't until, like, actually a month ago I found out that it was a sequel. So, I have the sequel, Gunstar, I think it's called Gunstar Superheroes, for the Game Boy Advance. It's all my it's all my Super Nintendo Classic with my Game Boy Advance emulator. Definitely going to get around to playing that very soon. But, man, that was, ooh, pretty rocking track. So, now... Let's see what Bedroth has in store for his final attack. And finally, for my sudden death pick, I had to go back to one of my favorite games of all time and one of the most classic Sonic songs there is. This remix is by a YouTube remixer named Glitch X City or Glitch Cross City. Not sure how they pronounce it. Uh, Glitch is a music producer who creates songs that are heavily inspired by video game and pop culture. From ambience to electro house to orchestral to lo-fi hip-hop, she has accumulated a large audience online that collectively enjoys her nostalgic and modern works. This from the About section of her YouTube page. From Sonic the Hedgehog 2, originally composed by Masato Nakamura for the Genesis in 1992, this is the one, the only, Chemical Plant Zone, as you have never heard it before.
I'm not gonna lie. That was probably my favorite track of the night. Um, I can't, I can't explain how much Sonic the Hedgehog and the Sega Genesis meant to me and my brothers that Christmas day. And every time I hear a chemical plant zone, I just, my mind goes back to a time that like I, like wasn't the best of times, but you know, Sonic the Hedgehog too just made think, oh man, chemical plants only that that song wow that was a wow that was a great great song now that will about just wrap up the show now for those of you who are wondering what's going to go what's going on with the show now so here's what's you know a few things that's going on so whoever wins between bedroth utopia nemo will be the champion and they get about a you know, they get about a break for the next two episodes. You're probably wondering, well, how so? Here's why. So, the winner of this episode will have to defend their champion. As I was saying, um, sorry, I had a little bit of a technical hiccup. Will defend their championship in a triple threat match against the winners of episode 5 and episode 6. So, episode 7 will be a triple threat match. Now, you're probably wondering, well, who's episodes 5 and 6 going to feature? I'm proud to announce that episode 5 will feature none other than the host of Rhythm and Pixel, Robin Purnell. That's right, Robin Purnell will be pitted against each other in a match I call the Pick Your Poison match. How the match works is Rob will have to pick tracks from some of Purnell's favorite games, and Purnell will have to pick tracks from some of Rob's favorite games. And then they have to compete to see who has the better track listing. So... The winner of that match will be entered into the running for Episode 7. Now, Episode 6 is basically kind of a loser's match, okay? And by loser's match, I mean people that have been defeated. So, it will feature none other than The Last Recon, a.k.a. me, against Alex, the Messenger Messenger. And this will be a Gen 6 playlist match. Now, I don't have a fancy word for the match yet. I'll figure something out. But simply put, me and Alex will only be able to choose tracks from games that premiere during the Gen 6, Generation 6 of consoles, which, if I'm correct, includes... Alright, upon doing a quick uh, search, Gen 6 includes PS2, GameCube, Xbox, and Dreamcast. So, anything from the Dreamcast on up to the GameCube will be included in this match. So... We can only pick tracks from games from the Dreamcast, the GameCube, the PS2, and the Xbox. So this will be very, very interesting. And Episode 7, as I mentioned, will feature the winners of both Episode 5 and 6 of against the current champion, the winner of this episode, in a triple threat match. There might also be some, you know, guest appearances along the way. Or maybe a guest commentator during the triple threat match. Who knows? I have all kinds of things to store for you guys. All kinds of goodies and treats. So, with that being said, I leave you with this. Uh, wow. Hold that thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I leave you with this. So, uh, it's like a month before the election. Things are going to get crazy. So, you know, let's all oh, this 
let's all just try to keep it together as best as we can. That being said, um, if you like what you guys are hearing, you can join the Facebook page, VGM Fight Club. Uh, there's also Discord. Uh, we do have an email, uh, vgmfightclub at hotmail.com. Uh, you can check me out. I'm just on Facebook, Daryl Bowers. On Twitter as well. I just forget what my Twitter handle is. I think it's a Go Ram Superhero. Um, I'm also on YouTube. Uh, you can check out my YouTube page, The Next Save Point, where I post videos of like my streams and my gaming tournaments with my friends and whatnot. Right now, I'm currently doing my October Survival Horror Mayhem. This year, it is Resident Evil 3, the remake, on Hardcore Mode. If I beat the game before the month's over, I will start restart over my playthrough of Evil Within 2. Um, outside of that, I'm also currently going through Monster Hunter World, and I'm capturing and killing every monster that's on the list, working from the first monster encounter all the way down in the Hunter's, Hunt, in the Hunter's Handbook. Now, for the ones that I cannot capture, like Elder Dragons, I'll just be killing them outright. Uh, that being said, I thank you all for... The participation and taking the time out today, especially Utopia Nemo and Bedroth. You know, they both got families, um, they got responsibilities, and they both took time out of their busy schedule, especially with Bedroth and his show, to participate in this match. So, thank you both very much. Uh, thank you once again to Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy for giving me an idea and kind of giving me the groundwork. Well, giving me kind of a base. A foundation to work with from there um, shout out to Robin Purnell of Rhythm and Pixels two really great guys um, again Bed Ross podcast um, VGM a very good music um, very good music a VGM podcast uh, Volt Supreme and Volt Supreme synth stream <laughs> synth, uh, dream stream synth machine oh, don't feel bad oh wow I get it wrong just like Ed gets it wrong uh Alex the Messenger, Messenger, you know, the host of AVGM Journey with Alex the Messenger. Um, shout out to the Mother Teresa of VGM Podcast, Key Glyph. And anyone else who I may have forgot, um, Kung Fu Carlito, our previous champion. Um, just everyone that's part of the VGM Podcast community, thank you all so much. You all, you know, just, I put this thing up on Anchor and then... I sit there and I look at the stats of how many times certain things have been played, and I'll be, I, I'm honest, honestly, I'm shocked it gets double digits, so, I mean, I think I had like 42 plays for the Capcom Cage fight, which was last episode, so that meant a lot to me, I mean, I just, I thank you all for participating and listening, it does mean so much to know that people out here actually enjoy something that I'm putting out. And that I'm able to give back to the community that has, like I always say, has got me through some tough times as of this year. So, with that being said, I will leave you guys with this playout track, which is uh, the consoles playing in the bar funk cover version. Uh, it's from Streets of Rage 2. So, with that being said, in the words of Kenny Omega, thank you, good night, and also, Wu-Tang
Thank you. 